0: Love Talk Radio. are in bed with me. It's March the nineteenth on another Tuesday night. And it should be interesting tonight. It's gonna to be different. We're gonna be trying some different stuff. Um first off the bat, before we do anything, I'm gonna do two quick shout outs because there's this show is gonna be jam packed. So we've got a thirty minute interview that you guys are going to be hearing very shortly with Hypno Maestro. And he is absolutely fascinating. He's very, like, the interview I found very, very informative. So if you're thinking of becoming a hypnotist or if you have questions about, you know, can I be hypnotized or, you know, things along that line, you'll probably get your answer in this interview because it was really, really good. Um, So quick shout-out right now is going to go to, just so that everybody knows, in case you're all out there listening, For those of you who don't know, if you are looking for Vaz in India, he is no longer at VazSlave on Twitter. He is now at VazReturn. So if you are looking for him, that's where he is. So just check it out that way. The other one, we have one more that is such a a lovely sentiment. It's from Muffy. My sweet little perfect assed Muffy is sending out a message To her royal highness, Queen Kitty. And Muffy says, could you please give a shout-out to my beautiful goddess, Queen Kitty? I just want to thank her for being the most amazing owner a sub could ever dream of having and let her know how much I adore her. Aw, isn't that cute? Almost as cute as his cute little butt. So, oh look, herbs here. Everybody's here. So, shout out to everybody in the chat room right now. We've got Goddess Bree and Belladonna and Queen Kitty and Ashley Jill, of course, and Ryan's here and Dawn's here and herbs here. Oh, this is so much fun. It's like romper room all over again. So, are are my two home slices here? Is is Joe and Ashley here? Hello, hello. I'm here.
1: Hello, hello doctor.
0: Joe, you're so far away.
1: Am I so far away?
0: You so <laughs> you sound really far like you're in a tiny little hole. That's because he's operating so much equipment right now.
1: Is this better? No.
0: Yeah. No.
1: <laughs>
0: it's like you're so far away. Kitty even said you're you're very faint. faint. So, but that's okay. Not a big deal. You're not going to be here that long. I'm sending you two away. You both are going away. So, for those of you who are tuning in to see a live induction, that's not going to happen. That was my bad. After Joe and I discussed it this afternoon, he was absolutely correct. It's not wise for you guys to be listening to a live induction on a lot of different levels. It doesn't um, really work the same as an MP3 when you consider the fact that someone could be listening in and not want to end up getting hypnotized, and you never know. And we don't want anybody driving off the road or doing anything stupid.
1: No, that would be bad.
0: Oh, that's much better. Now you're here with us.
1: Yes, I switched microphones.
0: Oh, okay. So, yeah, that would not be cool. So we're not going to go down that road. So instead, what we're going to do is you're going to hear this interview between Joe and Maestro and while that's playing, the two of them are going to be on Skype, and he is going to be inducing Ashley. Ashley is going to be made into a cat. (laughs) <laughs> if we do this right, she's going to be a kitten. Oh, meow. So this should be kind of cool.
1: She's already so, there. What's that? She's already there. Well, she is.
0: This is Well, that's because Bella's been getting her going in the yeah. chat room. She's got her all in character and everything now. So I'm going to be keeping an eye on these guys while you guys are listening to that. When we come out of the interview, I will have these guys both on. Hopefully it all works. Hopefully we have a cat here when we come. <laughs> that yeah. would
1: be really cool.
0: It would be so awesome. So we will and then we can all play with the cat when we come back. So
1: be, before we go, I'd like okay. to give a few shout outs to uh all of the great people at the uh Nihu conference. The New England erotic hypnosis conference, which was this weekend. Um was biggest attendance ever. Um and I'd like to Specifically, thank Metki, who uh, helped organize it all, and everybody I talked to: Hypno Maestro, Hypno Booth, Wise Guy, Miss, um, Dreams of Control, uh, Mr. Dream. They were all such good hypnotists and such good teachers.
0: Go! That's it. Woohoo! So that's awesome, and and I didn't know that that Nihu, which is uh, as Joe just said, the New England erotic hypnosis unconference. Um I didn't realize it was the biggest erotic hypnosis conference in the world.
1: This I found out myself. I we was had, fascinated
0: by that. I, we had had to find that out in the interview that you guys are going to listen to. I was just like, wow, I didn't know that was that big. Wow. We okay. we
1: had we had people from Australia. We had people from oh, Ecuador. Wow. We had people from Canada. Um you know, California, Denver. Um, Texas um, a lot of people came from all over the place and from what, what they were saying and uh, there are hypno conferences in Canada and everything else this was the largest so, I, I don't think there's like an official Guinness record for it but uh, that was the uh, unofficial feedback
0: that's really cool
1: and we're I'm hoping kind of impressed for by that.
0: I was impressed with, by all of it actually
1: We're hoping for it to be even larger next year.
0: And hopefully some of the people who are listening in right now are going to participate next year. That would be a riot. It would be fun. So I'm going to make you two go away, so you mute yours. Meow. Bye-bye. Mute, mute. And you go mute yourself. I'll mute you. Say goodbye, Joe.
1: Goodbye, Joe.
0: Okay. Now it's just me. It's just me and you guys. It's just so cute. Anyways, I'm going to start this interview with um, try not to try to ignore the beeping in the background. Um, I'm going to start the interview now with Joe and Hypno Maestro, and you guys can listen in. And we'll be back with the
2: cat. Yeah.
1: And perfect. Hi, I'm Joe Mirage, and you're in bed with Dr. Sue. Today we're talking with Hypno Maestro from NIU, the New England Erotic Hypnosis On Conference, and we're here to talk
3: about Erotic Hypnosis. I'd like to introduce Hypno Maestro. Thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to get people to come on a show. <laughs> so how long have you been in the Erotic
1: Hypnosis field?
3: Well, I think I've been in the Erotic Hypnosis field just about as long as there has been an erotic hypnosis field as such. I started doing it before I even knew there was anybody else out there doing it back probably 30 or more years ago. Wow. And then this little thing called the internet showed up. I've I've heard a dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) You may have heard something about that, and uh, well, all of a sudden, all of us who were really into it discovered, like a lot of other fetishes, there's more than just one of us out there. Wow. It was amazing. And over the last many, many years, we have begun to develop community. Like, Me Who Now is the largest erotic hypnosis convention in the world. That's impressive. It's his fourth year, and it just keeps getting bigger and better every year. Excellent. So have you been to many other conferences worldwide? or? Well, I've been to a couple other conferences, and I've been to a lot of the munches. Because now, if you are interested in erotic hypnosis, there's a tremendous number of communities that are forming... If no munches, they're forming groups getting together, and they're popping up all over the place. Wow. Right now, just in the last six months, we've had a group start in Chicago. We've had a group start in Cincinnati. We have a group starting in Rhode Island very shortly. And there have already been groups in places like Boston, Philadelphia, New York, Washington, D.C., San Francisco, Seattle, Austin, Texas, all over the country. Impressive. So what does uh, erotic hypnosis mean to you and these communities? Well, erotic hypnosis is for those of us who have a, have a fetish about hypnosis, and we use the hypnosis to enhance our fetish. It's also, though, can be used for people without the fetish, and this is part of the fun, because you don't have to be part of the fetish to enjoy it. Okay. Because you can use erotic hypnosis to enhance just about anything you'd like. of what we've been doing here, the, the classic, is using hypnosis give you an orgasm, just on a trigger word. That's a classic. Or extend your orgasm. There's stories of people having their orgasm extended for as much as hours wow. from just pure hypnotic suggestion. Doesn't that hurt after a while? Well, that's, I'm not sure if it's actually truly been hours, but I have witnessed people having 20 minute orgasms. Mm. So I can vouch for that. Or if you're into bondage, one of the most wonderful things is hypnotic bondage. No ropes, no chains, no nothing. But you're still feeling it. I mean, earlier today I was working with a young lady and helped her have a hypnotic ball gag. And she discovered she absolutely couldn't talk, she couldn't move, she couldn't understand what was going on. That's very impressive to do. And it's easy and it's fun. And safe. You say it's easy. What would like a, somebody who was a beginner. Who wanted to learn this?
1: What would be a, a good first step for that? But well, you've got years of experience, so you make it look easy. I, I see you hypnotize uh, a
3: complete newbie on the couch in like two minutes. Well, the first, if you're just starting out and very interested in hypnosis, the first thing I'll recommend is don't go to YouTube. That's a terrible source. But there are lots of different organizations and groups that do provide some training. You've got some online training. But your best bet is if there are any organizations or groups meeting in your area, find them. Because there you're going to find some experienced hypnotists who can help teach you. And who can help you learn how to do hypnosis properly. And if that doesn't work, if there aren't any groups in your area, and I'd recommend to find these groups. I know a lot of them are on PetLife. Um There's a group called Hipbook, which is basically a chat room for hypnosis. That's out there now. That's just hipbook.com. Okay. And you can just... Look around, do a Google search, you'll be amazed how much stuff you find on hypnosis.
1: Now, with the internet, there's always the disclaimer, it's the internet. So how would you know, like, a good hypnotist from a bad hypnotist just by talking to them on the internet? How do you know you're getting good advice?
3: Well, I would say if you're just talking to one hypnotist, you're probably wanting to talk to more. Because there's really no easy way to tell just from one hypnotist how good they are. Although one way you can tell is by their general reputation. The really good ones will have sites that have got a lot of hits. They've got a lot of people talking about it. That's where you can go to someplace like Life and say, hey, I found this site. How good is it? Now, if you're very serious about hypnosis and you're not just playing around with it, I would highly recommend you start getting you looking into professional training. Because quite a few people in the hypnophagic community started out just doing it for fun and very quickly went off and got proper training, professional training, became actually certified hypnotherapists, and are qualified to do far more than where it appears. Now that's for the more serious people. Mm-hmm. But there are many, many places you can get some online training from people who are professional hypnotists, hypnotherapists, and they have their own sites mostly that will allow you to at least read videos on it. And again, if you doubt, I'd recommend post something to FetLife or some other similar sites and ask, what do you think of these people? Sounds good. Recommendation always good. Right. Um, now, have you ever,
1: I mean, it, it's one of those things where it, hypnosis has a good reputation and a bad reputation. Have you ever been in a place where you had
3: something, you know, bad happen to a subject and how did you deal with it? Well, the first thing you have to realize is when you're working with hypnosis, you are working with somebody's mind. There's always a chance that something might go wrong. So if you're a beginner, I don't recommend you actually work with anything with hypnosis until you know what to do if something goes wrong. And that's called pre-reaction. that's a technical term for it. And the first time it happens, it can be very, very scary. And if you do it long enough, it will happen. Because again, you're working with people's minds. Okay. Now, usually it's something very minor. It's just I gave a suggestion that um, that you look at me and for some reason you think I am a clown. Let's just make up something kind of silly here. Okay. And this person was scared by a clown they were four. So their response is Ah, get away from me! When you're thinking they're going to laugh. The scary clown <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. And you weren't aiming for scary clown. It'll surprise you. That's an ab reaction. And what you have to do, if that ever happens, is to just simply realize, what did I just do? What did I just say? What just happened? And usually you have a very good idea. If, if there's an every reaction, you usually have a very, very good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, gee, I just talked about dogs. Oh, this person's getting scared. I bet they're scared of dogs. Okay? It's a pretty yes, obvious It's thing. Yeah. And then you simply work with them and you immediately move the suggestion, if you can guess what it is. And, again, that's 90% of the time. Okay. and then help them calm down. And if, I do not necessarily recommend if you're an amateur that you try to do any sort of therapy, but at least get them back to start. A very good quote that uh, somebody made recently is, when you're working with hypnosis, never raise up any demons you don't know how to put down. And I think that actually applies to a lot of things in, in the whole BDSM community. You don't want to do something if you're not sure how to get out of it. Mm-hmm. So common sense takes a tremendously long way when you're working with hypnosis. And of course, I'm here talking mostly about the hypnotist side rather than the subject side. Well, what is it like for the subject? Well, what it's like for the subject when you're you're in hypnosis is just absolutely wonderful. A lot of people say hypnosis is very similar to subspace. In fact, we've been talking about how easy it is to slip from one to the other. You know, subspace is the... How would you define
4: subspace? Well. The way I guess I would define
3: subspace is that place when you are so into whatever you're doing with the BDSM that that just consumes you. You You're completely in a scene. You're completely in the moment. If you're a sub, for example, you just feel the total domination of the person. Mm -hmm. Or I would think if you are, for example, into the whipping or something like that or paddling, you're just so into it that you're experiencing it at a level of ecstasy. Okay. And hypnosis is not this similar to that. In fact, it can be very similar to that where you just get completely involved in the scene in the moment. So that's what it's like for a sub, is just be completely involved and even more so, you can create, with good subjects, hallucinations. You can create things that they actually feel and see 100% even when they're not there. Even things that couldn't exist in real life. Absolutely. Um, one example is, and this is just a crazy example of what you can do with hypnosis. I knew a person who was a furry, who was very much into the animal fetish, you know, wanting to imagine an animal. And they said their fantasy was to be a 40-foot tall kangaroo. And I was able to make them believe they were a 40-foot tall kangaroo having sex. Was that a man or a woman? Uh, this one in particular was a woman. Okay. But there are men who I know who have done similar. What
1: is it like for a 40 for kangaroo to have sex.
3: Well, I can't tell you because I wasn't the kangaroo. (laughs) But she really enjoyed it. She said it was just the most amazing thing because to her it was like the person, she was having sex with a man who was literally inside of her physically. Wow. And to her, that's what she actually was, having the sensation that there was a man literally inside of her, stimulating her. Which, hey, it worked. And that's the important thing. If it works and it feels good, exactly. go with it. I, it. It opens up impossible fetishes. Hmm. Have you ever been asked to do something like an impossible fetish like that other than the 40 foot down Well, let's see. I, I know there's been a lot of the animal stuff. That's very popular. You know, I've had people wanting, couples wanting centaur sex. Oh. So that's a, I won't say it's necessarily common, but it's not infrequent. Okay. Um, stuff we can do sometimes one of my favorite ones is working with somebody making them believe that we are literally flying while having sex with nothing around us, just like superhero flying. Not to say that we're superheroes, but it's just the concept that you are in absolute zero gravity and having sex. And you'll the person will actually experience as if they're in zero gravity. Hmm. Now, do you have to have been in zero gravity to experience it, or...? It'll, it'll be what you think it is like. Okay. So... It, I mean, I have never been in zero gravity. I don't know what it's like. And I'm sure what we are experiencing is not zero gravity, but the concept of what you think it would be like, which actually probably makes it better for you. Because it would be something you want. Right. It's the way you want it to be as opposed to what it must really be like. Or another example, and this is one that somebody was talking with me about a little while ago, um, a very popular fetish, for example, is being drunk or being drugged. Hypnosis can give you the sensation of being drunk or drugged without ever touching anything. You don't have to have any alcohol, you don't have to have any drugs, and you can experience that same sensation. Even if, if you've never had drugs or never been drunk, you will experience an approximation of what you think it will be like. If you've experienced it before, you can recreate the same sensation. Wow. So, this is like a cheap way to get your partner drunk? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> if they are willing. Well, now we, let's talk about that. Um, in terms of hypnosis, the, the subject has to be willing. Um, you know, What's your take on that? Well, my take is, like anything in BDSM, consent is essential. There are some techniques that people try that are non-consensual, and on certain people, they might be successful. But that is considered exceedingly unethical if you do anything like that. And because it does not have a high hit rate and also the more experienced you are in hypnosis, the less likely something like that will work because you realize what's going on. Okay. But in general, the most important thing is consent, you know, defining your boundaries before you begin again, just like any common sense BDSM stuff. Mm-hmm. But from there, it's, I'm sorry, I just realized I forgotten where I was going with that. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're talking about um, consent
1: and BDSM and Mm -hmm. consent and hypnosis, and certain things that
3: the subject can do to help protect themselves. Yes, yes. Protecting themselves. Thank you. That's where I was going. So, anyways, what the subject can do, of course, is make sure that it's consensual, define what you want to do before you start, or at least define your parameters at the minimum. You know, again, there's standard BDSM policy, same principles. So it's a scene negotiation. It's a scene negotiation. You certainly want to do that. And then, You start working with the person, and as a subject, hopefully you will found a a hypnotist who's reasonably good. And again, if you want to find one, there's lots of places online you can go, but definitely in that case, get recommendations. Because the ones who are out there and most available are also not necessarily the best ones to work with. Uh, If you find a guy who says, well, I've hypnotized 12,000 different people, really? Why so many? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and how did you get so many yes and, and why do you have that much more time to take on more if you worked with this many people You know, it's common sense it's common sense, I mean if you want to work in a dungeon with a master you don't just pick anybody, hey you, I'm going to work with you. you you talk to them, you get to know them you find out how they feel mm-hmm. and frankly in the hypnophage community, especially online there's a lot of amateurs who don't really know what they're doing and they pretend they know what they're doing and, if you talk to a few of them, you can start recognizing, oh, this one asked me what I want to do. This one said, well, would you like to go this way? Versus this one saying, this is what I want you to do and you're going to do it or else. And there are people that stupid. I'm mean, sure in the whole BDSM community, there are people that stupid who think that's how you do it. So be comfortable with the person you're working with. If it, you know, and again, go to some of the sites, say, oh, does anybody know anything about this guy, whatever site you find this person on, I would recommend... Do a little research. Find out what this person's reputation is. Get recommendations if you're on a site with somebody else who's been a subject, who's been a volunteer. Who did you work with? What did you like? And if you have the recommendations for the subject, know what you want. Because one of the most frustrating things as a hypnotist is to say, what would you like to do? I don't know, whatever you want to do. Well, that's what most subs say to most dominants,
1: especially if they're new to the scene. They have, have, you know, very limited ideas of what they want done. What are some of the common things that you would, as a hypnotist, obviously, have had people, the most common things that people have asked for as subjects?
3: The most common thing is they want the, uh, I want to be made into your slave, into your mental slave, so I'll do anything you say, which is usually a sure sign of a newbie. Yes. Because once you get that, nobody, when they actually realize what that entails, probably really wants that with a random person you met on the internet. Well, I've known some some doms, some domes, Mm -hmm. who comes and says,
1: you know, I I want anything you want. Anything you need, I'll do. And they're like, okay, here's a bucket and back and clean my house. And it's not quite what they're looking for. Because, (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, it's great for the dame,
3: but not quite the excitement that the dom, you know, that this so is looking for. <laughs> and with hypnosis, now, in person, it's usually a lot easier to deal with the person and work with them. Because when you say anything you want, you can still take time to negotiate and discuss and see what's going on. But on, online, it's not quite so practical to come over to my house and vacuum. But again, online, it's a lot of people going, okay, you are now my slave. You do what I tell you. Do you understand? Yes, master. You know, the old classic Hollywood stuff is what a lot of people are looking for, mm-hmm. both as hypnotists and as sucks. We're all looking for, yoga know, That that's one of the classic things that gets us into it.
1: The uh, twisty uh, mustache and the... Uh, right, the old swinging watch and, and the whole bit.
3: And I mean, a lot of us have that as our fantasies. But again, when it comes to the practicality of it, it's fun to play. But understand that if you're saying, I want this 24-7, have you really thought that out? You know, I mean, again, on the internet, question. Mm-hmm. In real life, when you've met the person, you're comfortable with it. I know a few people who do it 24-7. It's, it's absolute and absolutely amazing and wonderful and they love it. Is it really that powerful a tool that you could actually have somebody want to really become addicted to you and crave you in, in such a way? It is possible if you know what you're doing and if you have the right people and the right situation. So it is somewhat circumstantial. I could not walk up to a random person on the street and do something like that. Mm-hmm. Or even a random person on the internet and do something like that. But when you are comfortable with the person, definitely possible. Wow. So there are, there's, again, with hypnosis there's surprisingly few limits of what you can do, mm-hmm. other than what your subject is willing to let you do and what they're willing to do. That's the thing. It is not mind control in the way people think of it. Mm -hmm. But it does enhance what your mind is capable of. And and many people have said the mind's the most important sex organ. Yes, it it is.
1: Now, you're saying people can actually get hypnotized over the internet. Is that possible that, um, let's say, you have a dame who has a subject who wants to be hypnotized and like any traditional thing, she could maybe have him be hypnotized by somebody else to
3: better serve her or, you know, is that something that's possible? Absolutely. In fact, there's some uh, there's some websites out there. There's some professional uh that are doing that, that have hypnosis tapes for you for that. Okay. And there are all sorts of people who are perfectly happy to do that for you. Not all of them are free, but what's some...
1: I mean, you've been in, the, obviously, erotic hypnosis for a while, so, you know,
3: what's some good
1: story that
3: you... Okay. Well, as far as fun stories, what the thing with erotic hypnosis is that most of the stories are when you have unintended consequences. Now, one that's just a really simple one was several years ago, I told my girlfriend that, you know, she was going to, she, she was working at a very nice office, and I said, well, you're going to go home and dress very sexy because... You're gonna then come over to my place, and it turns out I made the mistake of giving her a specific time. At six o'clock, he will go home and dress sexy because she always gets out at five. Okay. They asked her to work two hours late. Ooh. So at six o'clock, she is sitting there with her boss in a meeting, and she suddenly gets up and goes, "I have got to go. Why? I've got to put on something sexy." <laughs> 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 and of course, she stopped herself, realized what she was doing, said. <laughs> <laughs> unintended consequences. That was really embarrassing. I later, bought, when I met the boss at a Christmas party a few months later, <laughs> he gave me a very interesting look. I can imagine. Um, but there are interesting stories with hypnosis. Now, one that's not specifically erotic hypnosis, but it kind of leans in that direction. This actually came from a stage show I did a while back. Okay. Um, and in the show, and this gives people a good idea of what hypnosis is capable of and what it's not. I had a young lady who had volunteered, and this woman was drop-dead gorgeous. We're talking Playboy model class, gorgeous. And we established somewhere in the show that she had no boyfriend. So I gave her a suggestion at the end of the show that when I said trigger words, she's going to run over and kiss a cute guy. And her response was to stand up, walk around the room slowly, looking at every guy, and walk out the door. Really? At which point my response was, where are you going? And she said, i ah, got, got, got to find a cute guy. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, must have been a heartbreaker for the guys in the crowd. It was the only time in my life I ever heard eagles deflate. The interesting thing about that is it shows the limitations of hypnosis. She was an excellent subject. She responded to the suggestion absolutely perfectly. And she also realized she didn't want to kiss any guy in the room because of the implications of what that would lead to. Uh-huh. So she was simply going to walk out of the room, follow a suggestion, by finding some random guide, And that will happen with hypnosis, especially in the erotic sense, when you suggest, I'd like you to do this, the subject may come up with a response that you totally, that's totally unexpected, but completely correct. And that will happen quite a bit. And those are actually very fun, usually they're very fun, very silly things that happen. Mm-hmm. So, so you mentioned
1: stage hypnosis. Yes. So the... Different types of hypnosis. There's clinical hypnotherapy, there's the stage hypnosis, and there's erotic hypnosis that we've been talking about. Um,
3: what sets them apart? Um, well, clinical hypnosis, first and foremost, is very much non-sexual by definition. Obviously, there's legal and ethical reasons that a clinical hypnotherapist will never have any sort of sexual relations of any sort with their clients, and it's meant to help people to help them make changes. I look at that and say that's probably the highest level of hypnosis as far as how people respect it and understand it. Okay. Then you've got the stage hypnosis, which is pretty much for entertainment. Any ethical stage hypnosis also avoids sex with any of their any of its volunteers, for obviously the same reasons. It's simply unethical to do something like that, and it doesn't do much for your reputation if you start finding people start finding out having sex with any of the people you had on stage. Then the erotic is probably the lowest level. And that is what it sounds like. It's just purely for fun, purely for pleasure. It's usually between couples or groups, small groups of people. Again, like the BDSM community, it's not publicized very much. And I want to stress that what happens in the erotic community is so completely different than what happens in a clinical office or even on stage that there should be no comparison. So in the sense that if you go to clinical hypnotists, If no therapist, you should expect good quality therapy, and it will not be in any way, shape, or form sexual. Mm -hmm. If it is, there's something very seriously wrong going on here. Now, mind you, when I say that, I mean between you and the therapist, not what comes up in the therapy. And not the stuff on the YouTube with the evil therapist. Right. I mean, there are some fantasies like that out there. That's one of the favorite fantasies of the evil therapist and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it's a fantasy. And just like in most of the BDSM community, a lot of us in the erotic hypnosis community come from all walks of life. A lot of us are clinical hypnotherapists. We actually are professionals. We do not let that slide over. I will never, ever, ever even dream of working with somebody who's in a client if I meet them in this community. I will avoid them like the plague. Mm -hmm. And just about anybody would do the same thing. You do not ever let the two cross a very bright line Various things, and I stress that because there have been rumors of people who have crossed the line. Now I don't know of any for fact. There's just been stories and rumors of people i have heard. That's usually my friend's friend, who was a friend, you know, cousin said this happened. Right. I've yet to be able to confirm any such situation. So realize if you're in the one community, it's not the same as the other.
1: But you said it's a kind of a small community right now. So as it's growing do you anticipate that these sort of crossovers and these sort of potential pitfalls are going to be more likely
3: to happen? And if so, what can we do to help stop it? Well, just because of sheer numbers, sooner or later somebody's going to do something stupid. That's inevitable. So what right now, in fact, one of the things we've been discussing at this specific convention is saying, how do we prevent that from happening? How do we educate the people to let them know this is unacceptable behavior. What are the lines? And right now, to be honest, we're only beginning to form guidelines, and right now the guidelines are simple, common sense. And thankfully, most people, I have enough common sense that this works. But, and also, one of the things I've noticed is mostly when somebody crosses a line, because sometimes people do therapy during erotic hypnosis and things like that, it's more out of ignorance or just not realizing what they're doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. You're the heat of the moment. Usually, no harm done, so it's not a big deal. But it's something you want to mention in person. You know, keep this in mind. You have to be careful. And this, I put the responsibility on the hypnotist more than the subject on these things because the hypnotist is the one in charge. They're the one responsible. So, if you follow common sense rules, get consent. Don't mix pleasure and business. Okay? Don't mix therapy with erotic, even if it's somebody who's a friend of yours you're working with. Um, If you're going to do some sort of therapy for some reason, if you feel it's important, don't do it in the air. Stop and do it the next morning or the next day or something like that, assuming it's somebody that's close to you. Mm -hmm. But these are types of things that the community just has to let everyone know. And there's actually a lot of that going on online. There's a lot of discussions. There's a lot of people saying, do these things. And the most important thing is For those of us in the community, we need to model the good behavior. Are you
1: ever afraid of being accused of sexual assault when the subject regains consciousness in an
3: erotic hypnosis scene? I am always a little bit concerned you keep that in the back of your mind at all times. Now, the way you avoid that is by getting consent, by being comfortable with the person you're working with rather than working with a random person, and by just taking common sense precautions. Making sure that the person is comfortable with what you're doing and not pushing beyond any limits. But even in those situations, once in a while, you get stuck with some idiot who suddenly turns around and says, "You you raped me," and it has happened to me a couple of times. That people have made the accusation, to which my usual response is, "Then let's go down to the police station together. and You can press charges." Mm-hmm. And they will all, as up to this point, they've always backed off at that point because they realize they don't have a case to stand on. Okay. But I have heard stories of people who made the mistake of pushing, and they get they get accused. So you do always have to be very cautious about that. More than almost any other type of the BDSM community, because people automatically assume hypnosis, mind control, mind control equals rape. So again, consent in advance, being very careful, defining limits prevents 99.99% of that, and the other 0.01 or. You mentioned consent in advance,
1: that is, you want to get the consent um, before you hypnotize while you're negotiating the scene or what they want to do, uh, as opposed to getting it while they're in hypnosis,
3: Um, because there's inherent dangers with that, I'm assuming. Well, once somebody's in hypnosis, they will be in something of an altered state. Now, depending upon the depth and the circumstances, it may be impossible to get truly informed consent. Most often that's not the case, but just them saying, I don't think I was able to give informed consent because I was hypnotized is sufficient to possibly trigger a lawsuit or legal involvement. Has there ever been a case like that that you know of? There have been accusations made, and usually they are settled out of court, okay. or they are, the legal cases are usually dropped. I do not know of anyone who has actually been convicted of that At least not in the last 30 or 40 years, there are stories of people that have had this happen in the 40s and 50s, and even the 30s, that something like this happened. But you have to take that with a grain of salt. Okay. Um, but in the modern era, I don't know if anyone's ever been convicted of that. But there have been accusations. About once a year, you read a story about somebody's been accused of doing something like this. And it's usually not the erotic hypnosis side. Up till now, has never been stressed. It's been Well, I met this hypnotist, and he hypnotized me. Next thing I know, I wake up in his bed the next morning, and I'm naked. And I don't know how I got there. And then as you start listening to the story, it's, well, I do remember going out with drinks with him, and I do remember talking with him, and, gee, I do remember saying that it would be really fun if he could do something like that. And then, gee, kind of, I remember him doing something, and then I woke up in the morning in bed. Oh, wait a minute, there was that consensus at that one point before anything happened. Mm-hmm. Or you find out that this was some sort of just crazy idiot going, I am a professional hypnotist, I will hypnotize you. By the way, here's, you know, and, and then put some drug into their drink or something, and this is a predator. Mm-hmm. It turns out the person's a predator. You know, and that's another factor you have to be concerned with, which is, if you're interested in this, don't look at a random person. Are there any laws or anything prohibiting hypnosis? Um, that you know of in the world. Around the world there are I'm sure there are several laws around the world. In the United States, which is what I'm most familiar with, right now there are no formal laws prohibiting erotic hypnosis and mostly hypnosis in general. There's some certain quirky things if you're if you're a hypnotherapist, but that's not relevant to our conversation. As far as I'm aware, in Canada at this moment there are also no such laws, nor in England at this time. There are certain places, though, that there are laws about it. You want to check it. You want to make sure if you are outside of the United States, outside of basically the English-speaking world, check it to be sure. Okay? But generally speaking, there isn't much out there right now. Any um, thoughts you'd like to uh, pass on? Well, I'd like to say that if this is something that interests you, I would recommend go out and find people, except like life has a whole group of hypnosis groups out there. You can jump on and join in and find out more, talk to Hypnobook, and just talk to people. If this is something you're curious about, almost everyone in the community is very happy to share the information. We are very open, very giving, from both the subject's perspective, the hypnotist's perspective. We love educating you. We love giving you more information. And if you are find yourself very interested, I recommend coming to Nehu 5 next year. So <laughs> anything else you'd like to say? I think we've got it covered. So I just want to say thank you very much for having me here. It's been a great pleasure. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And um, again, covering live from Nehu, this is Joe Mirage for In Bed with Dr. Sue.
0: And there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was... Joe's interview with Hypnomaestro, which I found very informative. Some of the stuff that he was telling me, I didn't even know. So, I just thought that was really good. Thank you, Joe.
1: Thank you, Dr. Sue. <laughs>
0: so, we have a caller. We're going to go to the caller really quickly cuz I don't like callers having to sit. So, okay. Let's go to the caller really quick.
1: Hello, you're in bed with Dr. Sue. Hello. Hello. Hello? We're
0: going to put them back on hold.
1: <laughs>
0: I have no idea what that is. Anyways, okay. He, so He wasn't doesn't.
1: holding that long either.
0: No, I know. Oh, I know. Or I don't know. was a he. it he? It might have been a she. That's right. We did hear background right. noises, so I don't know. That was odd. Anyway, so how did we do?
1: I think we did fairly good.
0: <gasps> Very nice. So, is she going are are you here, Ashley? Are you yeah, here? Yeah. Here. Okay, cool. We uh, oh, are cool. So tell everyone what you were doing. Who, so me? No, Joe.
1: No, sorry. <laughs> um, well, me and uh, Ashley were um slowly relaxing and slowly working on inducing her into a state of hypnosis. And um Playing with her experiences, um, being a nice furry, warm, sleek black kitten.
5: Aww,
0: that's so cute.
1: And so um, yes.
0: So what? What do we do with the ki- like Is she a kitten now? Because she's just sitting here. She's not a kitten. <laughs>
1: No, she's not a kitten right now. She's just relaxing. Okay. But she liked being the kitten. How did it feel to be the kitten? Can you remember being the kitten?
5: I don't really remember being the kitten other than feeling happy. Really, really happy. Does that count? I don't know. (laughs) I don't remember much other than focusing on the light and feeling really happy. I don't know. Did I did I fail?
1: No, actually, you didn't. Um, You were. We tried. uh, I had to do two different inductions, um, and um, we got about ten minutes of good sleep time out of the last thirty minutes while the interview was going. Uh Oh. And.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, did you plant any triggers?
1: Yes, I did. Are you going to try one now? I might. Ashley, are you, okay? <laughs> are you okay with being hypnotized? Yeah, I'm cool with that. <laughs> You're cool with that?
0: Yeah, no, you have to give consent. Yeah. That's uh, what he's
1: doing. He's no, yeah, for yeah. consent.
0: No, I'm
5: cool it, with that.
1: It's very important that, um, I mean, hypnosis isn't really, you know, mind control. It isn't brainwashing. But you are, you know, playing... Um, with a person's concept of reality and some of the altered states of consciousness. So we, it is only proper to ask permission and get consent. So Ashley, I want you to relax and tell us what you're doing right now.
5: Okay, I'm sitting with my eyes closed.
1: Feeling nice? Feeling good?
0: Mm-hmm. Feeling good. I can vouch, I'm watching.
1: And can and Dr. Sue tell us uh, is she perky? Is she She's tired? super
0: relaxed right now. She's like slouched down in her chair, her neck's kind of like her head's back a little bit, her eyes are closed.
1: And Ashley I want you to sleep now. Going deeper and deeper. As I say, sleep now. Feeling ever so good. And the more you feel good, the better you feel, the deeper you'll go. And tell us, Ashley, how do you feel right now?
5: You feel relaxed.
1: And what do you feel like? Do you feel human? Do you feel like a cat? Do you feel like you have a body? Human. Feel human.
5: Hmm.
1: Do you feel comfortable?
5: Mhm. Are you happy? Yeah.
1: And what if I told you to purr like a kitten? Could you purr like a kitten for us? Mm-hmm. Ah. Don't do it again. We can't hear you. Can you purr like a very loud kitten?
0: She's purring. It's just really soft. (laughs) It's really, really soft.
1: Really soft.
0: Yeah. (gasps) Did you hear that?
1: I did hear that.
0: Okay. Okay. Keep going, keep going, keep going.
1: Now, Ashley, I'm going to want you to wake up right now. And come back to the interview with us and tell us how you feel.
5: I feel tired. Is that tired. normal? Yeah. It is normal. Okay. Can,
1: you, can you remember anything about purring like a kitten? No. You did? <laughs> you purred!
5: Shut up. No,
0: I didn't. You purred. Whatever. You totally purred. Look, 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 look. What? Look on the chat room. Look in the chat room, and you'll see. See? Christy said she heard it. Ray said he heard it. I can't
5: purr, though. I can't do that tongue thing. I can't do that. But you did it. Like, I can go, but that doesn't sound like a purr. That sounds like a fart. So did it sound like a purr or did it sound like a fart? I just like a burr, right. not a fart. I don't
0: fucking Oh, good Lord.
1: We went with the cat because um, that is what the subject, Ashley, um, liked. She wanted to be like a cat. Um, be like Roy. Yeah. Ve- very hard to do like an auditory thing with the cat over the radio. Um, it is, but it,
0: you can't hear it. That's the problem. You can't really hear a lot of her response, which was kind of even when she was like half out of it. You could she was trying to say something, but it wasn't picking up.
1: She can she can go very deep. But when she was um in the cat mode, what sort mm-hmm. of visual things did you see happen to her? Her, she,
0: <laughs>
1: what? I didn't pee
0: myself, did I? No. I don't oh, feel it. Oh. You're not sitting in a litter box, are you? No. What? No. You okay? What? You had your hands kind of curled up by your face. What? You know, like paws. What? Just <laughs> like paws. You know how if you go like okay i I'm going I' can showing you because you're sitting here, but it's like you know when you have pause and you kind of like do this
1: <laughs> it's not every you had pause you had pause, you wanna go back to the caller to see if they're there? Yes, let's Maybe see take it. a question. Yeah. Hello, you're on the air. The
5: Hey, yo, can you hear us, or are you just making supper and not inviting
0: us? What's going on? Aww. They're not listening. They're not. They're being
5: silly. They are. Okay.
0: Well, I hope they're having a good time, because it sounds like they are. So. Okay, well, goodbye. Going back on hold. I don't know who that is. It's so odd. Whatever.
1: Oh, somebody said Catwoman in the chat room.
0: <gasps> Catwoman. you uh-huh. right. See? You were Catwoman, sort of. Well,
1: if, if, <laughs> you we don't have cat. Any, if we don't have any callers, um, I was thinking about how we can stage this better for radio and um, was going to add a little bit to the cat scene that we were experiencing there.
0: Go so, forth and discuss.
1: I think that, um, I mean, you know, we've already talked a little bit about what you – don't want me to do and I won't do that. <laughs> but we Okay, will. but
0: seriously, uh, I don't need her making lewd, crude, erotic noises next to me, okay? Like ill. That's just wrong, dude. Uh, Minx is exactly. calling <laughs> in. My Minxie's <laughs> calling in.
1: <laughs> but um I've been thinking about how we can do something for the radio.
0: Okay, so and you came up with an idea?
1: I really did come up with something that um I'm hoping that will work. Um okay. and uh, Ashley certainly seems like um she's a very um good subject. So we might we might try this and it might actually work. That
0: would be cool. Is it someone on your end? I'm sorry. Is it someone on your end like you're going to do it with someone who's right there?
1: Um no, we're just going to um bend um reality for the cat a little bit. So Ashley with us?
0: Yeah. Um how is it that Red Eye has gone live? Sorry, there's someone in the chat. There's someone in the queue. That
1: <laughs> there is somebody in the queue.
0: Hello.
1: Yeah, but, but did you hit
0: them did, did you hit their mic?
1: In the queue, the guy. No. Red Eye. Oh, yes, I did.
0: Okay, well don't do that. <laughs> Because now it's like, is this guy in here? Is he doing this himself? Don't do that. I was. We want to talk to Minksy. To who? Queen Minx. You ready? Yeah. You're on the air with Dr. Sue. Actually, you're in bed with me. So there you go. Is this Minx?
1: Oh,
4: I'm a party crash.
0: <gasps> who is this? It's Ryan. <gasps> Yay, it's Ryan. Hi, Ryan.
4: Hi. What's up? Uh... I just want to tell you, I, I really enjoyed the interview, and um, this is something I've kind of uh, discovered uh, through. Uh, this may have come up a couple months ago through uh, Isabel Valentine's website. Ah, Isabel and Valentine
1: is a very good hypnosis. She's been around. She's, uh, she's She's been around
4: for years. I think ten years. I think her website. I wasn't uh, going to mention ages. Yeah, she's what's what's in a measurement of time. Um, But, yeah, she's really fantastic. And I'm somebody who can use, like, the um, singular focus, you know, because I I can kind of get easily distracted. So, uh, you know, it's been an enjoyable uh, experience for me. And, actually, um, there's a couple links. um, I can either put them in here or maybe I can just, you know, tag onto whatever you know, blog you make out of this later. But um, okay. there's like a social network called Enraptured. I think she's a part of, and I think a whole bunch of other.
0: Yep, that uh, is hy- one of hers. Yep.
4: Yeah, and one of the, one of the uh, one of the hypnotists on there has actually formed a. Um, you know, people you know kind of want to try it and want something better than say, um, you know, the YouTube that your are interviewing was saying not to try. Um, one of them created like a radio station where it just kind of will play recordings. You don't know, interspersed with like music like won't work. Do
0: you wanna know why? That? For that reason. The reason why we couldn't do the induction live is because you don't know when someone's going to be tuning in. So they could be sure. driving a car, they could be oh, you know yeah. that's yeah. the reason why at the beginning of all of these whether it's erotic hypnosis or not, you'll find yeah. that disclaimer of, you know, don't operate. Don't be operating in yeah, car and like that, that. But yeah. if the if it's running as a radio station you you're not going to hear that. You could just all of a sudden turn it on and then you're you're there. You're listening to it and you're induced. So it's not it's not something that can be done that way for that reason. Do you get it? Interesting. It's it's like very it's hard just because if you're running it 24 hours, like okay, say for example, you're running a station 24 hours, even if you throw music in, it doesn't matter. So you've got points in time where there's going to be someone speaking mm-hmm. and they're going to be doing an induction. Well yeah. what if I tune in and I miss the disclaimer? Right. And I'm driving my car and I go under and I go off the overpass. See what I mean? Yeah, the liability I mean,
4: well, is huge. Well I don't know how that's going to work for I mean just to your I think it's I think it's a brilliant news site. I think it's pretty is Carol. I don't know. Um but it's. I mean, it's not. It's not a radio. It's like an online radio. Well, yeah, and that works. But obviously, yeah, you can obviously, yeah. yeah somebody, you know, this technology, somebody can uh, probably access it, you know, in a operation, operation. capacity. So, yeah.
1: Uh, you could probably set something up like, um, like they do have it, where you have like streaming MP3s, so that when you get in there, you get an induction, but. The problem is, if you haven't been, you know, if you're new to the hypn- um, hypnosis world, there are so many different inductions out there because not everybody's brain works the same. Right. Uh, I mean, with Ashley, I had to go through um, two inductions. Uh, one was the basic uh, confusion induction where I threw um, basically the kitchen sink at her, and that <laughs> did not that did not work too well. And then the other one I went to was a standard focal induction and that seemed to work um pretty good with her but um you know there's uh and that's excluding the rapid inductions which is what the stage show um people tend to favor um i wasn't viewing her on a video so those are rather hard to do and some of them require physical contact really to do so it's it's you know there's so many different ways to do it so it's almost like Something like that could work is if you had, like, the induction offline and then you'd have um, triggers um, put in so that when you join the radio, you know, the stream in progress, the triggers would come out every now and then and then that would bring you in to the next state for whatever suggestions that you need. But that was a good question. It was a very good Good question.
4: Well, actually... I'm sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, like, I mean, even if, like, say, you know, I mean, not everybody is going to get inducted every time. I mean, you know, at least these people, you know, at worst it's like state-of-the-art, you know, storytelling slash, you know, erotica slash, you know, relaxation. Yeah.
1: And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No, it's exactly. I mean, um, you know, at the conference, you know, we talked about it, and some people, you know, said, you know, what if, in hypnosis, they're really not hypnotized and they're just playing along. You know, they're just going around, you know, what you're telling them to do and just doing it and just having fun with it. And I said, well, if they're having fun with it, what's the harm? You know, the point is to be relaxed and to have fun and um, experience whatever you can. And some Yeah, it's like a
4: guided whatever. You know. Yeah, it's a,
1: it's, a, it's a guided, you know fantasy, it's a guided dream, the it's a guided story. Um, but if it's still fun and even if you know, you don't have, you know, the hallucination or you don't have the um you know, the vision or the full immersion in it, it whatever you get, you get and everybody's gonna be different. Um, you know, there's and some of the things that you learn at these conferences is that people are wired differently. Um, you have five senses in the body. Um, Sight, hearing, feeling, taste, and touch. And not everybody out there really chooses sight as a primary sense. That is what their default sense is, what they choose to really want to perceive the world in. Mm -hmm. You know, musicians and people that um, have very good ears um, tend to favor that sense over, um, you know, sight. And there are people out there that that, tend to feel, that that tend to want to view the world through feeling. Uh, is it cold? Is it hot? Is it soft? Um, a lot of people, and especially if you you know when you're in school and you learn things, if you sit in a lecture and just look at the blackboard and listen to it, a lot of people don't pick it up until they actually do something with it, until you know they feel um, what they're doing in their hands and go through the motion. So you have these basic styles um, just brought out from the fact that you've got a choice of senses, and not everybody chooses one over the other.
0: That's why you'll find in a lot of generic inductions, if you're just doing a straight-up MP3 for no one in particular, say, for example, you're just doing a generic that's going to cover anybody who wants to buy it, you'll find that through the induction, they're taking you through each one of those senses because they don't know what one's going to hit. So they will take you through all of them because they're not in the room with you. Yeah,
4: it's like five hooks, you know, just uh, hoping one of them will catch.
0: Exactly, exactly. So you'll, you'll notice that all of the senses are used in that induction. That's
4: interesting.
0: But thank you for calling, Ryan. I really appreciate the call.
4: Oh, it's been a yeah. You never disappoint. Oh, uh, you're so cute.
0: You're so adorable, Ryan.
4: Well, Everyone should have a different. Ryan.
0: Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go because we've got sure. two other people who want to chime in, sure. and I think one of them is Mink. So we don't uh, leave I, a lady I, waiting, or she's gonna come after you.
4: Uh I would welcome that but I'll see the floor. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, you can't use that as a threat, can you? <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, you 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 gotta get so back to your reinforcement, negative and positive, you know, uh differentiate. I know, I gotta f yeah.
0: keep forgetting. I keep switching
4: it up. I'll uh, I will definitely see the floor to uh, Queen Minks with the pro to hear her voice. All right. Thank nice you.
2: Hello. Hello. Minks, is that you? Yes it is. Yay. I'm so excited. Yeah, get him out of here. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I was in the line. Oh, Ryan, shut up. (laughs) It's time for you to go ahead. But um I've been like waiting for this show like all week because you know, I'm new to the whole Femdom thing. And I just put up my site And I actually offer hypnosis Slash NLP on the site Even though I just like watched a few videos And read a few books And I'm like okay I know this I can do it, I can take over the world But (laughs) now that I'm I'm listening to it I'm like I don't really know shit So my question was And that's the problem And
0: honestly you've got to do more Than just grab a book And and I think a lot of doms Who offer um, hypnosis are doing exactly that. They're grabbing a book, they're reading a few inductions and whatever, and then jumping in and saying, yeah, I can do it. The problem arises is if you end up in a situation where you do get someone and put them under, exactly what Hypno Maestro said is you could end up with an ab reaction. You could end up with an abnormal reaction. And what are you going to do?
2: Exactly, and I, was like, I didn't, just I didn't like, realize, oh, like, the reality yeah. of the situation. Like,
0: yeah, you're I was like, people can really get fucked up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you got to be
2: careful when you do it. Right. So I think I'm going to take it doesn't that mean off of the list. No, 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 because no, no. well, I'm not ready for that. Like, I'm not, I don't know what I'd do if somebody's just like, I'm like, okay, I'm finished now. You can wake up, and they're, like, stuck in whatever mood. I wouldn't be able to do. <laughs> and, and
1: actually, I I do I do have to say this. Um, sometimes the subject does not want to get out of that state. That's true. Um, okay. It's it's like you know the greedy submissive, like when the session is over, you want them to leave, and yet they don't want to leave because they're just having too much fun. Right. And that can happen in hypnosis, especially for people that experience it for the first time or one of the few first times. And it's, you know, feels so good, and it's something that they've like wanted for so long, and they don't want to leave.
4: And so how do you
2: deal with those type of people? That was actually not my original question, but I'm I'm really curious now. Like, what happened?
1: <laughs> there, there's actually several ways. Um, way number one is. Um, you can put them to the side and say you can still experience it and still feel it and have them relax and just sit there and enjoy themselves. And eventually they will get bored and come out of it themselves. They will.
0: That's the thing. They will come out eventually. You you
1: will not sit there and be, you know, walking around with your arms in front of you for the rest of your life zombified. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: that I is, mean, and it, yeah, like once you're induced It doesn't mean that Like if we left you long enough You would end up coming out of it anyway So it's not It's okay. not like you're going to leave them You know, hanging and doing Well, it depends I mean, if you've got his nuts in a vice Then you might want to <laughs> tell him to undo the
1: vice Just in case But Um. But it, it's 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 like that And sometimes I've done that Where I've taken the newbie And um, either she or he just loves it and they just do not want to leave. And it's okay. Um you can put them in stage hypnotists have this all the time and they say and you can go back to your seat still within that um idea of hypnosis and you can keep an eye out for them, but so long as you don't feed them suggestions, eventually mm. they will get bored and they will come out of it by themselves. Okay. Um the other thing you can do is um uh, when you're in that highly focused highly attentive state known as hypnosis um your perception of reality is bendable so even if you tell them okay go sit in that seat and after five minutes they still love it and they enjoy it and they don't want to get out you can Mm -hmm. accelerate that you can actually play with their sense of time and have it go perceive that it goes faster so you can tell wow. them, okay, um, you're feeling now a minute is five minutes, and you're relaxed and you'll enjoy it and you'll experience your hypnosis, but for every minute that passes, it's five minutes.
2: and I actually it will, watched a video like that, and will, I almost got caught up myself, I had to turn it off.
1: <laughs> it will. It, it will actually get them out of that state faster. They'll experience two, three hours of intense pleasure in a couple of minutes. And when they wake up, they'll, you know, feel alive and refreshed in their hypnotic mind, in their subconscious. They will have experienced the time that they wanted, just, you know, not physically, the amount of the amount of time that they think that has that passed.
2: Okay, Joe, I have a question for you. Sure. Okay, um... <laughs> she always sounds, been... sorry, Vinksy, she always <laughs> sounds, like, all
0: right, I got a question for you. You ready? <laughs>
1: I'm pulling no, out the big guns now. In fact, in fact, we can actually test that theory if you want.
2: Oh, not right, not on me, and not right now. <laughs> well, this
1: was actually geared to one of the scenes that I was working out with um, Ashley. But go on with your question.
2: Okay. Okay. Um, there's a another type of um, hypnosis, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you're the hypno master here. I've been reading about neuro-linguistic programming, and I, from what I've read, it says that you don't have to put anyone under, so to speak, or there doesn't have to be an induction. So, like, what is the major difference between NLP and, I guess, regular or original hypnosis, and, like, how does that affect someone in terms of, like, an erotic state, if, if that makes sense? Okay.
1: Okay. The boundaries are very blurred because really when we talk about hypnosis we don't really know exactly what it is.
2: Okay. We know what it
1: isn't, we kind of know the gray target area of what it is. Um there's been a lot of recent studies um in the last decade where they've used functional MRIs um to actually watch brain chemicals move um from place to place and see what's getting activated and what isn't and they find that it's very much like a dream state without REM sleep okay and rapid eye
0: movement sleep
1: right mm-hmm. um and it it's takes um a lot of the um the basically the higher functions of the brain um reasoning thought it tends to just go away and there's not a lot of activity there and you're talking more down to the um base or the first um layers of your brain but other than that you know i mean we're narrowing in on what it is medically to define it but it's still kind of um out there as to, so it's it's you know, like
0: any of the neurosciences. What you have to remember is anything to do with the mind, we are literally at Neanderthal stage. It is the equivalent of us throwing rocks at the sun. I agree. We don't know an iota of what, what the brain is capable of. We don't. Not, not There isn't a psychiatrist, psychologist, anybody that knows exactly what the brain can do. It, it, it hasn't been discovered
2: yet. hmm
0: what wait, we, so I'm
2: assuming because we don't know what hypnosis is or how to define it, then we can't compare it to NLP? Which well, means we no, can't NLP,
0: I would say, wait, to be fair, NLP, I find, is something that's used, I think the best way to describe NLP is something that's used a lot in sales.
2: Right. NLP that's why has a I lot to do
0: with looking at your at the person's face. You're checking eye movement. You are touching them at the right moment. Um, it, it's it's NLP is really a touchy sort of it's, form of hypnosis. Hmm. You really want to be with the person it's, to do NLP.
1: NLP really isn't hypnosis. Hypnosis is taking you into an altered state, which is. Makes you very attentive and makes you very suggestible to want to learn things.
2: That's what I was trying to get at.
1: So it's okay. not hypnosis you're saying. It, it's not really hypnosis. What happens <laughs> is, you know, like when you're in, you know, kindergarten, if you remember being in kindergarten, being a young child, and you were just a sponge learning everything, okay, and certain things meant certain things, you know, so certain words had certain meanings. Certain effects had certain meanings, and you learned them. You weren't born with them. You know what I mean? Okay. So you learned um, that certain words had good feelings and certain words had bad feelings. I mean, a word is just a word. It, it, if you don't have a definition for it, it's meaningless. Neuro linguistic programming tends to um, use those universally accepted um meanings of words that have feelings behind them so you know when you talk to a salesman they'll use very specific patterns and they'll use very specific words um that put them in a better light it's word choice because it's really already taking advantage of your predisposition behavior that you've already learned
2: and how is that different from hypnosis? Isn't hypnosis taking advantage of your predispositions as well in order to fix some actually deeper pre- problems? Hypnosis
1: actually puts the preconceptions in. Neuro-linguistic okay. program doesn't insert things. Hypnosis you can use to learn things faster. Okay. okay. So, you know, um, you can put somebody in a hypnotic trance, and you can, um, you know, give them triggers, um, which basically say that when you hear this word or when you see this object, you will feel this thing. Okay? okay. And then some, and if everybody had that, if society, you learned that from kindergarten, then the neurolinguistic programmer would use that, um foreground that knowledge to you know get you into that state by just using those things that you've already learned
2: okay
0: okay is that so clear I'm as I'm... she sounds so incredibly confused now.
1: it's
0: it's it's, <laughs> it's a huge con- the point is it's a very big subject.
2: It's that. Right. There's an enormous trying to, like, amount of learn knowledge. Everything about hypnosis over this one call. I was just trying to get a little bit of insight before yeah. I it's like, you know, I need to know something before I choose my next book. Do I want to read about hypnosis or do I want to read about N L P like which one is gonna um, I think get when you're looking at result? it and if you're
0: doing real time you wanna do both. Okay. I would say you can I tell me I'm wrong, Joe. She can skip NLP if she's doing stuff online.
1: Well, let me let me do this first. You do real-time, correct?
2: No. no.
1: You don't do real-time?
2: No. no. Not as okay. of yet, at least.
1: <laughs> um, so what is your experience doming a, a sub?
2: When you say experience, you, do you mean real-time? Because obviously that would be no experience. Right. Or do you mean just in general? In general, do you mean the quality or do you mean the time frame? <laughs> I'm talking like what
1: sort of how do you dom your subs
2: i That's kind of a difficult question because it's different for each one, so you have okay. to be a little bit more specific
1: well the The point that I'm getting is is most submissives already enter a hypnotic state um when they become submissive.
2: I would have to disagree with that. <laughs> but okay.
1: Um if you have a submissive that um let's just for example take somebody who likes flogging. Okay. As you as you start flogging the submissive, um you can see physical changes um with him becoming um eyes glazing over, he's becoming Mm -hmm. more intensive, you know, more, it looks like he's more withdrawn, but actually he's more focused. Okay. That's the same, some of the same altered states as already being in hypnosis.
2: Hmm. Okay, so So a lot of... So you're saying they get into a altered state because of the physical interaction. They so you don't really have to say anything. It's just the, their mere submission to whatever you're doing to them gets them in a, a outer body or different state.
1: It gets them into a different state. They start focusing more on you and less on them and what you're doing to them. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a lot of the same thing that hypnosis is. Hypnosis is getting somebody. Um, to be hyper-aware, to get them focused intently on one thing, and that one thing is what you're suggesting to them. Hmm. So a lot of, and I mean, you know, we just had an erotic hypnosis conference, and there was many parallels to both um, submissive space, subspace, and dom space um, as altered states that mirror hypnotic trances, um which is why a lot of times when you start you know um getting your submissive down into that you know that state where he starts becoming very focused on you and starts listening to your suggestions and wanting to, to please you it's the same thing that's in that's uh, mirrors a hypnotic state they're listening they're paying attention to you listening to what you're telling them and doing it hmm. so a lot of submissives already know that state, and they bring it, bring themselves into it, just by the interactions.
2: I'm writing this stuff down <laughs> as we talk. <laughs> I'm trying to soak all of this great juicy stuff up right now. You know,
1: I, I mean, you know, when you have a hypnotic trance, you know, they're like, well, how susceptible is somebody? I'm like, well, you know, you ever go out and party and have, you know, a a couple of drinks, not enough that you're totally buzzed and Always you know drunk. <laughs> but you're you're at a state where, you know, you're kind of buzzed but not out of it yet. And right. somebody says, Hey, why don't you go do this? And under a normal condition you would never you know, you wouldn't have the courage to go do that. And suddenly you're going and doing it.
0: Hmm.
1: Why? Well, because a lot of the higher reasoning that was preventing you from doing that is now gone. And somebody suggested it, and you say, hey, well, you know, that's a good idea. Why? Because the higher reasoning, which got in your way, is no longer there.
2: Okay, so this brings me to one more question before I jump off of here. So, okay, what happens when these submissive begins to get used to the um I guess people have been referring to it as subspace so I'm I'm going to call it that. So what happens when they start the subspace thing starts to get normalized and they get used to it? Is it like, you know, um do do they ever get that next high or is it what am I trying to say? Like well once it can becomes they become normali-
0: immune to it in other
2: words it, exactly. Yeah. like That's is exactly it
0: like can can that, Person, if he just keeps listening to the same person over and over again, can he uh, desensitize himself?
1: All right. Actually, quite the opposite. It actually, the more practice you have going into that state, the easier it becomes. A uh, uh, hypnotic state is, you know, like anything else. The more you practice it, the easier it becomes. So when you have submissives that do it, over and over and over again, you'll find that they go in faster, more deep each time, and want it more because they enjoy doing it. If they didn't enjoy doing it, you know, there's not anything that you can do in hypnosis to get people to do repeatedly stuff that they're not enjoying to do anyway. <laughs> You know, okay. I mean, it's it's not a form of you know mind control. <laughs> it, it, if it was that, quite frankly, I wouldn't need to have a job anymore.
2: Exactly. <laughs> I'm laughing because that's how I thought of it when I first. <laughs> and, and a you lot know, of some...
0: people do though.
2: That's, and, that's and,
1: totally common. And sometimes you'll get a submissive that has the expectations that it's mind control because they want it to be that. Hmm. And it's no longer, hey, you know something, I'm doing this because I want to do it. It's, well, because I'm being controlled mind by her and she's making me do it. Now it's socially acceptable for me to do it. Okay. And that kind of goes back into why... Hip, I believe hypnotherapy is effective in that um, basically, when you bring somebody in for hypnotherapy, you you know work out their problems or you know what they consider themselves to be problems. Because a lot of things that we want to do, that we want to experience, that's preventing us from doing that, is our own damn selves. You know, sometimes you just can't get out of your way to do something you want to do because of something. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to do this, but I can't because of these three reasons. Why? I learned those three reasons that have, you know, somebody told me I can't do it, or somebody told me it wasn't acceptable to do it. And so I listened to them. So So what you're doing
0: is you're removing belief systems that... Are no, That are obviously inhibiting that person
1: You, Yes Temporarily you're telling them Okay don't think about them for a while And do it
2: hmm. Okay Well thank you Joe um, I'm not sure what your Full name is but I'm just going to call you Joe
1: Just call me Joe Mirage.
2: Joe Mirage. Okay, thank you, Joe Mirage. And thank you, Sue, for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Oh,
0: sweetie, always. I love the fact that you support the show. You're just Love, love, love the show. You're so (laughs) sweet. So, what is your website?
2: Queen Minx.com. Some nail salon took Queen Minx, so it had to be a dash in the middle, so don't forget it.
0: <laughs> Remember the dash or you'll end up getting your nails done, which isn't bad, but Exactly. Know, if you're a sissy, but make mean, sure you work.
2: come to me afterwards. <laughs> after you get your nails done. Yeah. With a so dash. dash makes. Right.
0: All right, good night, guys. Bye. Thanks for calling.
1: <laughs> so
0: I guess we're done. We're done, we're done we're, we're done, we're
1: done. We're done with the callers We are done. We are Ashley, done with
0: the you entire show. We go. Right,
1: wait a minute. Ashley, how are you feeling? I want pizza. <laughs> and Ashley, sleep now. <laughs> and as you think about sleep, I want you to feel good. And as you feel good, I want you to go deeper into sleep. Going down deeper, deeper into sleep. Feeling oh so good. And relax, bringing you back to the state that you were in when I told you to sleep now. And in the sleep now state, you are this beautiful, sleek, black cat. And we're going to do something with this black cat right now. We're going to take this cat into a time machine. And we're going to advance this cat slowly into the future. A hundred years, a thousand years, ten thousand years, a million years. But there's a problem with this time machine, in that it will take your cat a million years into the future, but it will also evolve the cat. So now the cat has gone through a million years of evolution and has become a highly intelligent cat capable of speech and all of the other things that highly intelligent creatures can do. Are you with us, Ashley? Yeah, yeah. Tell us about mm-hmm. what it would be like for a highly evolved cat. How does it feel to be a highly evolved cat? what's it like being a highly evolved cat what's different a million years ago than was the cat of the 20th century
0: she looks confused hmm
5: She looks really puzzled.
1: Do cats in a million years have a job? No. Yeah. What kind of job does a cat have in a million years from now? Models. Cats are models. Excellent. Are you Are you okay, Ashley? Yeah. And what does a cat model model? Chew toys, clothes. Oh. And what do cat clothes look like in the future?
5: Sparkles.
1: They're sparkly, aren't they? And sparkly stuff feels good, doesn't it?
5: Yeah.
1: And do uh. how do cats get around? Do they drive? Do they fly? Fly. Cats fly.
5: Yeah.
1: Do they have wings? Do they will themselves to fly? How do cats fly? And does it feel good to be a cat from the future? Yeah. Do you want to come back into the present?
5: Yeah.
1: Okay, hop back into the time machine, and we'll take you back, slowly back in time hundred thousand years from the present bringing you back ten thousand years from the present bringing you back a thousand years from the present now you're only a century from the present and a decade and now you're back in the present being a regular cat enjoying regular cat things
5: Mm
1: And what's important, and the listeners should really hear if they think she's faking it and playing along, um, you notice that her answers have re- taken a long time um, for her to, to come up with something that requires a little bit of thought and a little bit of creativity um, because those functions of her brain are have been shut down and kind of moved to the side. And And Ashley, is there something you would like to tell all of the cats of the present from the future? Don't eat cheese. And when you wake up, I want you to remember your experience as the cat so that you can tell us all about it. I'm going to bring you up now, counting slowly up from five, bringing you up, out from the cat, up into your regular body, four, slowly moving out of the cat body into your own, three, feeling your body in the chair, two, getting more and more awake, and one, fully awake in your body. How are you doing?
0: Hey, hey.
5: Okay. I'm just
1: <clears throat> tired. So can you remember anything about the last couple of minutes?
5: Um Just feeling relaxed and Feeling happy I have a weird taste in my mouth I don't know what the fuck that's all about <laughs> is, is that taste cheese? Uh. Um It's I don't know <laughs> It might be I don't know <laughs> Oh lord Anyway
4: Whatever we, uh,
0: Um, By Um, the way, don't eat cheese. Why? Because you told the cats cats of today. What? You were a cat of the future, and you were telling the cats of today, don't eat cheese. (laughs) What are you guys on? I'm just telling you. That's what you just said. That's why I wrote it in the chat room. Okay, I was like, Tony, cheese. what is this? I don't even remember
5: any of this shit. So is that normal, or is this, are you guys making this
1: up? No, what?
0: sometimes people remember, sometimes they don't. I
1: I can tell you that if you don't believe us, you can go to the show's archives. And yeah, and can, re-listen to it. And you can re-listen to it. Um, actually, memory loss. Coming out of the hypnotic trance is n- less than average. Most people fully remember it. To actually mm. to actually get somebody um into an amnesia, an amnesia state means that you've gone um, very deep, and oh. you might you might find that uh, you are an excellent subject. You might find that in a couple of hours and a couple of days things will start coming back to you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The sparkly clothes you were modeling, <laughs> and you flew. Apparently, cats have wings in the future too. <laughs>
5: okay then, well then. Da da. What is Ashley Louise going on about? I want to be there when she gets
0: twisted. <laughs>
5: what the hell is she going on about? Uh,
0: she is. She's going to come out of it when and when she becomes untwisted and she is going to be sitting there going, what the hell is all this stuff? Like, what is with all this sparkly stuff and whatever? That's right. what she means. Oh, okay. I'm just very confused. She just thinks you're going to be completely, like, freaking out because you're going to start remembering stuff that you're going to be like, what the hell is with this? Oh. Okay. But don't worry, we didn't make you bark like a dog or do anything weird, so you purred, but... That's okay.
1: We like the purring. The purring was good?
0: See, Muffy even said the purring was so
1: cute. (laughs) And you really don't have to worry. There you go. You really don't have to worry because any triggers that I put in, um, I specifically said when I induced you the first time off the air, would only last up until the end of the radio show.
0: There you go. Oh.
5: Ta-da. Okay, good. So... (laughs)
1: That anything that I've used um, will be gone as soon as um, the uh, end episode is clicked.
0: Cool. Okay. There you go. There you go. So, thank you everybody for tuning in and listening and hearing the interview and hearing us torture Ashley and hearing her fly with wings and model sparkly clothes. (laughs) So,
1: that's
4: kind of of cool.
0: Yeah, don't eat cheese If you're a cat Do not eat cheese for some reason I thought cats No, no, that's mouses I don't know what. So bizarre But thank you everybody for tuning in Thank you for listening um, Be sure and tune in Oh, really quickly um, This Thursday on the Entune show We're going to be doing trending topics again So you can call in your questions for me And remember I will answer anything Doesn't matter what it is we're going to be discussing such topics as the transgendered MMA fighter and the cannibal cop um, because we didn't get a chance to do it tonight. So, and also, our next show is April the 2nd with Mr. Irv O'Neill and Ed Cantor, Edward Cantor. And we're going to be discussing femdom Erotica, so you're going to want to be here for that. So, we will see you on April the 2nd. Thank you, Joe.
1: Thank you, Dr. Sue.
0: Thank you for all your hard work.
1: And I, wanted, I want to thank Ashley, my very attentive, very excellent subject tonight. Thank you for volunteering.
5: Thank you for having me. And thank you for not making me get naked and have orgasms on, on, on the show. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yes, thank you for not doing that. Yeah. It was <laughs> tempting. I'm sure it was.
5: <laughs> That's
0: why I kept my peepers on you. <laughs> so with no music tonight, I am going to leave you with the a excerpt from Edward Cantor's um, What is his book? Window shopping. So and you guys are going to be able to talk to Edward on the next show on April the second. So I will leave you with that. Thank you everybody. Thank you everybody for tuning in and being in the chat room. I love you guys. We will see you on April the second. Bye-bye. She guided me to the center of the living area where a coffee table might have been had there been one. She faced me and locked those eyes onto mine. What's your name, my dear? She inquired. It's Edward, I replied nervously. Lovely. Strip, Edward, she commanded. I silently obeyed, and in moments I was completely naked. I had managed to do it all without losing sight of her eyes, except for that split second I had to pull my t-shirt over my head. My jeans, shoes, socks, and shirt were in a discarded pile beside me. I was a bit embarrassed, not just by being so exposed, but also because my cock was standing out ram straight. "'leaving very little question about my arousal. "'Very nice, Edward,' she said. "'I'm so glad you liked those pieces at La Perla. "'You have expensive tastes, "'even if they do tend to lean a bit to the slutty look.' "'She hadn't asked a question, so I didn't dare speak. "'I think I might have blushed a little redder,' she continued. "'But now... Seeing you like this, I think your choices were dead on. So let's get you dressed. Read along as a man becomes entranced by a woman he's never seen before, but can't get enough of once he has. Is there anything he won't do to be with her? Is there any part of his life he won't sacrifice? Anyone? Find out for yourself. Get the story Window Shopping. From Edward Cantor, available at Amazon.